0: Hey, what's up guys?
1: Welcome to today's episode of the green industry podcast. We're going to do something fun around here today. Mr. Producer is going to fire up chapter two from the audiobook, cut that grass and make that cash. The chapter's called, they don't call us rookies for nothing. And hopefully today that the lessons that I learned through the school of experience, the school of hard knocks can help you. So you don't repeat the mistakes that I made. And you'll probably be laughing at some of the mistakes that i made. To be like, for real, bro. But hey, we all have to start somewhere. And I really hope that my ceiling can be your floor, meaning you can listen to my story and be like, well, it's good to know not to do it that way. And uh, hopefully guide you to the right way to do things so that our businesses are profitable and successful. Thank you to today's show sponsor, Smart Rain. We appreciate them sponsoring today's episode.
0: Do you want to cut your property water utility costs by 30 to 50%? SmartRain's commercial smart irrigation controller is one of the most sophisticated and technically advanced controllers on the market today. SmartRain smart controller comes with a 7-inch display, standard 48 zones, the most intuitive mobile app in the industry, Google Maps integration, and a lifetime warranty. SmartRain helps commercial properties save time, money, and water with smart irrigation systems. Go to SmartRain.net or talk to us at 877-346-3333. That's 877-346-3333. To take advantage of our preseason sale, mention podcast to get $800 off each controller. Do you have the roadmap to success? I'm talking about Paul's e-training course called Roadmap to Success. This course covers the basic foundations of how to start and grow a successful lawn and landscape business. It features nine, nine video trainings of Paul teaching what he's learned over the last 10 years and how to do things the correct way out of the gate so that you don't have to repeat the mistakes that he made. Now this online course is designed for those who are just starting out and wanna make sure they build their business the right way. is the cost, and using the discount code MRPRODUCER, all one word, MRPRODUCER, that brings the cost down by 10%. This may just be the fastest way and most engaging way to get started and up to speed with your new lawn care business, so go to GreenIndustryPodcast.com and start your training with the Roadmap to Success, exclusively at GreenIndustryPodcast.com. But without further
1: ado, go ahead and crank up Chapter Two They Don't Call Us Rookies for Nothing. This is from my new audiobook, Cut That Grass and Make That Cash. Chapter Two They Don't Call Us Rookies for Nothing. It truly took me near a decade to really understand that the dollars are in the data, that knowing your numbers or being intimate with your numbers is certainly vital to building a lasting, successful business. Unfortunately, I completed countless jobs at a net loss. Eventually, I hit rock bottom and learned my lesson. I learned to truly calculate the finest details and the price jobs in a way to ensure they are profitable. But that did not happen until more recently, And it certainly was not the norm in year one. Right out of the gate, my first job was in the red. I charged the customer 60 bucks, but I actually spent $200 to get the job done. Financially, it was a $140 loss. That's not counting the three days it took me to complete the job. Let me explain. A few minutes after chatting with the real estate agent, the sunset, I was fired up. I would have started cutting the grass then, but since it was too dark, my plan was to get started first thing in the morning. Now at the time, what I had to work with and out of was my friend's Murray 21-inch non-self-propelled mower he got from Wally World, and my 1997 Honda Accord I was renting from other friend for 150 bucks a month. Well, I woke up early that next morning. I could smell that sixty dollars. I needed that $60. Rent was quickly approaching the amount of $928 and I needed to scrape together every penny I could as fast as I could, not to mention all the other bills that were beginning to pile up. I was quickly learning that the life in the real world was a lot more challenging than my college days at Ohio University. My plan was to get the grass cut maybe in a couple hours email the real estate agent, the invoice, and hopefully have my $60 check in two days and also secure those other properties that she mentioned need taken care of. So I folded up that raggedy Walmart mower and put it into the trunk of the 1997 Accord and I was off to my first property. Upon arrival, I realized perhaps the grass slash weeds were too wet, but nevertheless, I was full of ambition. I unloaded the non-self-propelled push mower, cranked it up, and quickly realized I had a big problem. The grass, well, let's be honest, the weeds were so tall and the mower was so weak that the mower kept cutting off. I was determined to try to make it work. But after trying for about an hour and barely making any progress, I realized this mower was not going to be able to get the job done. An array of thoughts began to plague me. Do I call the lady back and tell her I'm unable to do the job? Should I go rent a mower from the Home Depot? Then I remember my buddy Dave who owned a landscaping company. I knew he had recently purchased a nursery, but perhaps he still had some lawn equipment from his previous business. And so I gave Dave a call to tell him about my situation and see if he could be of any assistance. Thankfully, Dave still had the equipment from his landscaping company. He told me he had professional power equipment, such as a string trimmer, or as we call it in Georgia, a weed eater, and he also had a commercial blade edger and a 36 and 48 inch commercial mower. Being the generous guy he is, Dave told me that I could borrow any piece of equipment I needed to get the job done. This was very kind of Dave, but then I realized my next issue. How would I tow the 36 or 48 inch commercial mower? All I had was the 97 Accord I was renting from my friend. I could sense Dave was really busy because it was the spring and his nursery customers needed his attention. He told me the equipment was available, but it was on me to figure out how to transport it. The light at the end of the tunnel that I saw when I first chatted with the real estate agent about this mowing opportunity is now growing dim. Perhaps I will never see that $60 check. There's no way I could call my friend to tell him that I could not pay him the $928 rent. There had to be a way I could legally make money and stay afloat. But this idea of a lawn business was starting to seem like it was not going to work out. The reality was sinking in. The non-self-propelled Walmart mower couldn't get the job done and I didn't have an economical way to tow the 36-inch or 48-inch mower over to the property. Even if I did, I had not experienced operating one of those commercial mowers. My only experience was with my dad's 21-inch push mower I used in high school and my friend's Walmart mower that I used a couple of times to mow his small, weed-infested yard. The thought of trying to operate one of those 36 or 48 inch commercial mowers seemed intimidating and dangerous. Then I had a thought. I knew I had a friend with the truck and some lawn experience. Maybe he could help. I gave him a call. I told him my situation about trying to earn some money to pay rent. Then I explained about my friend offering to loan me his commercial mowers to get the job done But I did not know how to operate them, and I did not have a way to tow them. I explained that if I could get this property cleaned up in a timely way, then the real estate agent would likely connect me to several other properties. Being the compassionate fella he is, he said he could help me, but just this one time. He explained his schedule was pretty full, but he had the afternoon free and could swing by, pick up the mower, mow the property for me real quick, but... I would need to take it from there with all the weed-eating string trimmer work. And because I was in a desperate situation, he said he would do it for only $30. He wanted to make sure some of the $60 check went to me so that I could help pay the rent. And so my friend picked up the 36-inch commercial mower and headed over to the property. Apparently, I did not accurately convey the forest he was arriving upon. My friend who has cut grass before said that was the worst property he had ever seen. And so he raised the deck to the highest setting and went over it twice. He was tight on time and just doing me a favor. So that's all he could offer to help. I gave him $30 cash and expressed my thankfulness for his willingness to help. But the property still needed a lot of attention. There was a big area in the back that he didn't feel comfortable mowing because there were rocks mingled in and I didn't have any insurance, so he didn't want to fling a rock through the house. So I suggested I'll just weed eat the entire backyard and the front yard was still full of these clumps. Nevertheless, I was making some progress and a step closer to that $60 check and perhaps some more properties. There was also another interesting development that happened that day. Earlier in the day before my buddy double-cut the property for me, I had an interesting conversation at the gym. During a break during my workout, I was having small talk with some of the staff. One of the personal trainers, a lady named Jamie, asked me what I did for my career. Maybe I was a little presumptuous in my answer, but I replied that I was starting a lawn care company. Her eyes widened a bit. And she explained that she had a side hustle doing landscaping and her college-age son had a bunch of commercial lawn equipment and that he did several properties when he was not in class. She mentioned if I ever needed any help to reach out to her son. I don't want to beat the dead horse, but I do want to make sure to communicate I was desperate. The fear I had of having to call my friend to notify I was short of the rent payment was a terrifying thought. And so I humbled myself and called Jamie's son immediately after I left the gym. His name is Tyler and he answered. I told him about my situation and he explained to me a little bit more about his equipment setup and customers. We struck a deal. He said, we could work together, split the revenue for the day 50-50. We could use his equipment if I would help line up some customers. I said, deal. Now, this was on a Monday, and his day off from class was Thursday, so I had two days to line up some customers. In a future chapter, I'll explain why Dave Ramsey shares that the only ship that doesn't sail is a partnership. But first, let's continue with my humble beginnings. With only two days to line up some customers, I knew I had to get to work fast on blitzing my neighborhood with some marketing. I went to the local print shop and printed some business cards, Paul Jamison Lawn Care. That was the name on the business cards with a very cheesy pic of a guy on a lawnmower and my number and new business email address. I felt like I was on a roller coaster. My emotions were fluctuating, excitement and fear. Mostly fear, but there were still enough flashes of hope that I could see this turning into enough money to pay my bills. That's when the plot thickened. The real estate agent called. She was following up if we had finished cleaning up the house for sale. My heart sank in my chest. I was hoping she would not contact me and we would get the job finished on Thursday when Tyler could help me. Nevertheless, I gave her an honest update and told her we would finish the job on Thursday. I would send her the pics of the property upon completion. She sounded irritated, but said, okay. And so I spent Tuesday evening and all day Wednesday walking through the neighborhood I lived in and the neighborhood across the street sharing my business card. If I saw someone out and about, I would personally hand them one and tell them who I was and how I would love the opportunity to mow their grass. If they were not home, I would put my business card on their front door or position it On the outside of their mailbox, I literally passed out hundreds of business cards and to my surprise, was landing some jobs. I was able to intercept my neighbor, Maria, as she was getting out of her brand new black Cadillac Escalade and ask if she needed a grass cut. She asked me for the price. I briefly looked at her yard and told her "Mm, $25. She asked when I could do the maintenance. I told her Thursday. She said to sign her up for bi weekly. Now, at the time, I didn't know that bi weekly mowing in Atlanta market was frowned upon, but I was truly a rookie and I was learning the hard way. As for the $25 rate to cut her grass, that was way off. Today, I would likely charge at least $75 for that specific property. But again, I did not know what I was doing. I was just trying to earn some money to pay the rent, pay my bills. In addition to Maria, I was able to sign up two more customers on Wednesday, scheduled for Thursday service. A gentleman named Reggie called me. He lived in my neighborhood, so I walked over and looked at his house. It was a super small yard, and I told him, $20. He explained that he had two big dogs, And so I would need to coordinate with him what time we were arriving on Thursday so he could let the dogs inside upon our revival. Another rookie mistake. I did not actually scan the backyard to notice all the holes back there from the dogs. And as you can guess by now, the $20 rate was way below market value. I honestly had no idea that back in 2011 the Atlanta lawn care market was averaging about $45 per man hour. But at the time, I still had an employee mindset. And so I figured $10 an hour, if it took two hours, $20. Obviously, I did not yet learn to calculate overhead, have any clue about what the market was paying, and I did not know my worth. And so my prices were way too low. If you listen to my current podcast, the Green Industry Podcast, and hear us poking fun at Rick's mowing or in the truck, it is all in good fun because that truly used to be me. In my mind, on that Wednesday afternoon, the momentum was building. I had lined up for Thursday the real estate agent's property grossing $60, Maria's yard for 25 bucks, and Reggie with the dogs for $20. Then my phone rang again. Mrs. Stork called me from the neighborhood across the street. I quickly drove over and looked at her yard. She explained to me in addition to mowing the grass, edging the borders, she would like for us to weedy this huge slope in her backyard. I told her we would take care of it and quoted her thirty dollars. She said she would be at work during the day on Thursday when we came, but she would leave the check under the mat. Now Stay tuned. In a later chapter, I will share billing best practices and the lessons I learned about how to professionally collect payment in a timely manner. But in year one, I was figuring it all out on the fly. Checks would later come in the mail, or not, under the mat, in the grill, hand me the cash, or in some cases, they would just not pay. As I said, I was learning my lessons the hard way. The good news was, By the time Tyler called me on Wednesday evening to confirm our plan to work on Thursday, I was able to report I had lined up four jobs for us. The real estate agent for 60, Maria for $25, Reggie for 20 bucks, and now Mrs. Stewart for $30. That was $135 in revenue. Tyler had a couple of yards lined up for us too that were $45. So at the end of the day, we would earn $225, each making $112.50. Now, as you hear these numbers, you're probably thinking, that is pathetic, laughable, and underachieving. But at the moment, it sounded like success to me. My job in high school at Best Burger paid $7.15 an hour. And in college at the dining hall, I was earning $8.50 plus a free lunch. Yes. There is such a thing as a free lunch. And so the thought of making over $100 in a day was exciting. Wednesday night, after confirming my plans with Tyler to get started at 9 o'clock a.m. in the morning, I drove over to my buddy Dave's house to pick up some of his equipment. Tyler said we could use his equipment too, but I wanted to bring something along as well. So Dave lent me his steel blade edger, string trimmer, and a little handheld blower. Since I'd never met Tyler before, I was a little nervous. What if he didn't show up in the morning? What if he made fun of me for working too slow or not knowing what I was doing? That night, I remember tossing and turning in bed, thinking, what am I getting myself into? The roller coaster of emotions continued as this entrepreneurial journey began. All right, friends. Well, thanks for listening to chapter two. They don't call us rookies for nothing. And thank you to our show sponsor, Smart Rain, for bringing us today's episode. We appreciate Smart Rain. And you can look in today's show notes. You'll see all the links uh, to our various resources and to the actual full version of the audiobook, Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, that you can actually get for free. That is right. As my friend Scott Free says... <laughs> free 99. That's the price. It is completely free. If you try the audible free 30 day trial, that's a lot of freeze in there, but it is true. Uh, Audible is giving away one credit when you try their 30-day free trial, and then you can get Cut That Grass and make that cash for free. It's a four-hour and two-minute experience narrated by me, produced by Mr. Producer. Now, if you already have an Audible subscription, then you know the drill. You have your credits there, and uh, you can just select Cut That Grass and make that cash and enjoy listening to that book today. But perhaps you don't already have an Audible subscription which with the Audible subscription, you basically get one credit per month. It's probably $14.95, depending on when you got in the system and things of that nature. And then you just use that credit. Or if you don't use that credit, it'll store up. You'll have two, three, four, five credits sometimes in your bank. And then you can just download whatever audiobook you want. For those who are not in the Audible experience, then you can actually try it for free for 30 days. We'll put that link in today's show notes. And when you click on that link and get signed up, they'll give you a free credit. There you can download, cut that grass and make that cash and enjoy listening uh, to the audiobook version, four hours and two minutes, 26 chapters where I share my origin story. And I really dive deeper into the stories you heard today about that first year and then ultimately how I grew my business and uh, what I learned along the way through the school of experience. So I think it will definitely not just entertain you, but bring some value to your business. To to know what not to do, and hopefully some of the nuggets that I share in the book will help you take your lawn and landscaping business to the next level. So thanks again to Smart Rain for sponsoring today's show, and uh, check today's show notes where you can find that link to Audible and go ahead and try that free 30-day trial. And if you do, you can get my book for free as a part of that deal. So check today's show notes. Thanks for listening, guys. Hopefully you'll join us for the next episode of the Green Industry Podcast.